Welcome to the Hanging Banners Podcast with your host, Tyler Witt. How about this block here by Tyler Witt? You're going to see him get out in front, and he's going to get a key block that springs this play. Jack Coachman. And here he is, having the time of his life. And Ryan Sartori. Maybe short, but he's thick. <laughs> that's, that's thick with two seats. Welcome back to a special episode of Hanging Banners. It's the bracket breakdown where we're selecting the entire field of 68 for you now. That's the only purpose of this podcast. No extracurriculars. It's Ryan Sartori. It's Tyler Witt. It's Jack Coachman. And we're doing it for you now. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Dude. Look at this. I, Look at the beautiful image of a blank bracket. So much potential. So many things could happen. We're going to have to cross so many incorrect picks out. It's lovely. Well, I mean, this is the field of 68. Everybody's thinking 68. Yeah, there are still uh, four teams yet to be decided who's in and who's out. So, Jack, that's where we will start in the first four. And we'll start with uh, the game to decide who's going in to play Alabama in the southern portion of the bracket, and that is uh, Texas A&M at Corpus Christi and SEMO. So is it SEMO, <laughs> Southeast Missouri State? That's a fun yeah, that's one. right. Yeah. Uh, so okay, just as a note, probably by the time that everyone's hearing this, they'll know if how we started because these are the games that are played on Tuesday and Wednesday leading into it. I am going to go out of the Southland Conference with Texas A&M Corpus Christi on this one. Uh, I. I Picked them to win that Southland Conference tournament. They got done. SEMO was like, a, I don't know, they were a four or a five in, in their respective, what were they, Ohio Valley. I'm not buying in. It should be a very high-scoring game, though, so hopefully you watched it. Should be noted that as we move through the first four here, Jack's probably going to be the only one with any sort of knowledge. Uh, so we leave it open to you now in the Midwest uh, to decide the 11 seed in this portion of the bracket. It's Mississippi State versus Pitt. Yeah, this one's kind of a bummer for me because I I really have enjoyed watching Pittsburgh, but Mississippi State has one of the best defenses in the country. Um, And so I think I'm going to lean with the SEC Bulldogs on that one. And then we move on to the West, where now we're looking at uh, another 11 seed where we've got Arizona State and Nevada going head to head. This this is going to be the best game of this set of four, even if you scale it to however good the actual teams we're discussing are. Uh, I, I'm i going to give a little bit of edge to Nevada. I think it's time for the Mountain West to earn their credibility back, and they are the team that was least likely, least projected to get into the field of 68 that did. This was the one that Bracketologists got the most wrong was Nevada, so I think they prove everybody here. Uh, take down Arizona State. There's a bit of pedigree there too, right? With Nevada, they had that good run where they had the Martin Twins yep. in town, and so there's a bit of pedigree. And this probably in a in a high pressure situation, maybe is something that that helps uh, uh, push them over the edge against Arizona State. We now move to the East, where we're deciding another 16 seed, and this is Texas Southern, and is this Fairleigh Dixon University, the Knights? Fairleigh Dickinson. Fairly Dickinson. Fairly Dick something. I don't know. Fairly Dick uh, against (laughs) Texas Southern. And who do we have here? Uh, I'm going with Texas Southern. I think it's also hysterical that they are the fewest wins of any tournament team. They won 14 games this season, but they won their conference tournament. Get the auto bid. Kept uh, top SWAC team grambling out of their first NCAA appearance. So uh, I'll go with Texas Southern here with the, the losingest team in the bracket. Okay. 
Awesome. Now, here's what I've been withholding from both of you gentlemen as we move through our selection process um, through the the March Madness tournament is, uh, listen, Jack, you know your stuff. You're up to snuff on college basketball. Sure. Uh, Tyler, neither one of us are, are, are big college basketball watchers. So here is the, the here's the, the kicker, the wrench okay. in the show. Jack, you're going to get to select every other matchup. Oh, okay. This could be fun. This could be fun. And Tyler will select the other, every other matchup. Does that work well? It works for me. <laughs> All right, so Jack is probably going to give us some deep, nuanced, uh, statistically driven answer, and Tyler's going to answer, I don't know, based off of how he's feeling. <laughs> As you can and, tell, I brought my popcorn. I'm causing chaos in this bracket. <laughs> and Bring this it. is super representative of everyone's bracket pools, right? Is you're going to have people who go into it like, I know more about college basketball than everyone else who's playing this or in your work pool. And then you're going to have somebody who like picked their favorite mascots or flipped a coin and they're going to get that $300 cash prize at you know the grocery store you work for. And you're like, I've watched every game this season. And so... There are many ways to have a correct bracket. There's no way to have a perfect bracket still yet to be done. But uh, maybe we'll do that together here, Tyler. Let's make a perfect one. Deal. Just know that if there are any bear mascots, they are moving on. There are actually a handful of bears here. Okay, so Jack, I will give you the right to make the first pick in the southern bracket as we've got Alabama going up against who we selected as Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Wow. I'm, I'm thrilled to have the honor to move Alabama into the second <laughs> round, uh, though this should also be a very high scoring game. So as far as 116 matchups go, actually could be kind of fun. So, Tyler, now we move uh, to the next selection. It's an eight first nine. You've got Maryland and West Virginia. Um, I think that a lot of the Big Ten is not great, as everyone seems. So I'm going West Virginia. I dig that it. Okay. Astonishingly astute analysis. Uh, I, I'm, I'm on board for seeing the Big Ten just <laughs> crash and burn. Uh, this I would put in the category of one of the least watchable games of the weekend. There's going to be a lot oh. of defense and a lot of missed shots. So on to our next game. We're, we're working our way through the South. And uh, Jack, it's, it's back to you to s decide between San Diego state and the college of Charleston, uh, five versus 12 seed. Yeah. I, uh, this one is going to haunt me no matter which one I pick. I feel like I'm going to be wrong, but I'll start out a little exciting. I'm going to go Charleston here. I, I do think that I, I think that they're actually a pretty strong 12 that they actually would potentially be better than the tens and 11s, but they play in such a weak conference that there's not a lot of credibility given, but, they won 31 games this year, which off the top of my head, I believe is the most of any college basketball team. So let's go with them. And uh, Tyler, we kick it back to you for a team that has seen some high highs in the past five years or so in Virginia. And uh, another team that we I, I don't really know where they're from. I think Furman is in North Carolina, South. Uh, but South Carolina. South Carolina. And mm -hmm. so you've got a four versus 13 seed here uh, with Virginia versus Furman. We're going Virginia for um, I have an uncle or a cousin who lives in Virginia. So that's why we're, we're picking that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, no, I, I think I, I do actually, I would also go Virginia here normally. I think Furman is going to be one of the most popular upset picks that doesn't get it done. We move to a, a Friday matchup, which uh, Creighton in my head will always be home to Dougie McBuckets. Uh, Doug McDermott. There. Is he really? Greg McDermott still coaching at uh, Creighton, yeah. So Greg McDermott's Creighton Blue Jays uh, versus uh, an underrated athletic school, North Carolina State. They are good in a lot of different things, but are they better than Creighton at basketball this year, Jack? Are they better than half of the teams in the NIT? No, I'm picking Creighton. Ooh. I, thought, I, I didn't want NC State to make the tournament. I'm disappointed that they didn't have to do a play-in game. I get why they made it, but um, they're not one of my preferred watching teams. Hell yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Tyler, you've got number three Baylor taking on uh, UC Santa Barbara as a 14 uh, seed. I did catch part of a Baylor game. Um, they play pretty well, so I'm going to go Baylor. And a bear. And the bear. And also a bear. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Jack, you have Missouri and Utah State circled as one of the most watchable, if not the most watchable game in the round of 64. It's going to be a tight contest. Again, seven Missouri versus 10 Utah State. Who do you have? I think this is going to be one of the best offensive games. And again, I I said it on the main podcast. Utah State is who I'm picking. It's not truly an upset because they're actually favored in this game, but it is a 10 over seven upset. And still, you know, an upset. So we'll take one right there. And we, we will round out. Uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to work all the way through the round of 64? Or do we want to work through each individual bracket and get to our, our winner of that portion of the bracket and move on? Uh, it doesn't make too much difference to me. I'm, you're the host, man. <laughs> all right. You know what? I'll make that decision for us today. <laughs> so um, we've got Tyler. Number two, Arizona. Versus uh, the the Princeton Tigers, I believe. Tigers, <laughs> go Tigers, as they say, right? Go we're going, yeah. we're going Arizona Bears. <laughs> Bear cats, that's right. Wait, good job, Tyler. Cats? Oh, geez. aren't they the Bears? I thought they were Bear cats. No, that's Cincinnati. Cincinnati's the Bear cats. <laughs> I could be wrong. Here. I'm pretty sure Arizona's just the Wildcats. It is oh, the yeah, Wildcats. Wild wild Damn. Um, <laughs> they play like bears. Uh, my friend's brother plays quarterback at Arizona, so we're going with Arizona. Oh, that's kind of cool. Who's your friend's brother? Uh, it is Will Plummer. Oh, yeah, Jack Plummer. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that guy. So quarterback of the Louisville Cardinals now. So now I will uh, – oh, that's cool, actually, that you say that. Uh, now I put that thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Uh, we're going Arizona and Utah State, and this one goes to you, Jack. Yeah, I, this is definitely a game Utah State could win. I think Arizona has been a little too disrespected lately. They are a very good team. They hung tight in the Pac-12 championship. I'm going with Arizona here. So a number two seed makes their way into the Sweet 16 Tyler, it's up to you. It's up for you to decide in the three versus six matchup between Baylor and Creighton, who advances to the Sweet 16? Bears. Baylor, Bears. Don't have to say anything else. I actually just want you from here on out just to say Bears if you agree. Bears. 
<laughs> if you agree, you gave him two choice, Creighton or Baylor. It worked this time. On other no, matches, but he, it if might he, not work. If he wants the Bears, I just want him to go Bears. <laughs> oh, okay, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four with uh, UVA and number 12 with the College of Charleston, Jack. Uh, you know, I, there's always the temptation to go extra spicy on the picks but I think it's safe to put Virginia in the sweet 16. I think that's where I'd feel most comfortable here. So if you're in a competitive bracket pool, it does also hedge the bet that Charleston San Diego state should be very close. We will safely stash them away into the sweet 16 moving through here. Tyler, you've got the number one seed, Alabama, the number one overall seed, Alabama versus West Virginia, who is a nine seed in this situation. Uh, we're big West Virginia fans here. We love, we love to sing a little John Denver, you and I, uh, mm-hmm. but realistically here, who are you taking in this one verse nine situation? I'm going with the arms dealer and Alabama. Oh yeah. Brandon Miller has uh, had a, a, a tough run in the national spotlight, but it did not stop him from getting sec player of the year and uh, some freshman of the year, sec freshman of the year. Was there a situation that played out during the SEC championship where somebody wore a very uh, just off-color T-shirt? I don't remember if it was the championship exactly, but you do have the right school pegged. It was involving an Alabama game. Yeah, good old Alabama. Uh, just, you know, making everybody proud. Jack, it's back to you to decide in the one-versus-four matchup of uh, Alabama and UVA. It's Alabama for me. Uh, Brandon Miller is rightfully skill wise, uh, the best NBA prospect coming out of the NCAA and Virginia, I think was a bit of a shaky four seed, but that little group is going to have so many close matchups. I, I could see Alabama rolling whoever comes out of the four, five, 12, 13. Fair Tyler back to you. Um, the Baylor bears and the Arizona, we thought they were bears uh, three <laughs> versus two matchup. <laughs> bears. All right. Say no more. So we are into the uh, Elite Eight with the South Bracket. For right now, we're going to hang on to this. We'll come back to it. We're going to move on now to the Eastern portion of the bracket. Uh, Tyler, I'd like you to start us off here. We have, uh, did we say Texas Southern here, Jack? Uh, We did say Texas Southern. So we've got Purdue at number one versus Texas Southern. Should I just do it for you? Boilers. Bears, Boilers, and Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I forgot too. Before I get too far into this, I forgot my fun fact on uh, Creighton versus Baylor that we had in the second round. Well, one of Creighton's best players, his first name is Baylor. Oh Baylor wow! Charman. So huh, Baylor, Baylor matchup. Yeah. Is he also a bear? Um, no, moving on, chains. Jack. You said that this is one of your favorite matchups coming up. This weekend, so I'm happy that you get to pick it. It's number eight Memphis versus number nine FAU. Yes, it is one of my favorite matchups. I really want this to be a good, close, competitive game. And if you asked me every hour from now until tip off which team I'm picking, you might get different answers alternatingly. But uh, as it stands in this moment, I'm going with Memphis. Uh, I was really impressed with the way that they beat Houston in the conference championship. I didn't think they'd get it done and they won in fairly dominant fashion. I also think that they are probably the strongest team out of any of the uh, eight, nine matchups. So Memphis Tigers moving on. On to a five verse 12. Everybody loves Oral. 
Roberts. Uh, they are the 12 seed here going up against Duke. Tyler, what say you? I want to fall into the trap. I want to, I want to say Oral Roberts, um, but not so fast. I, I'm going to go with Duke. I just. <laughs> oh, I was so excited for you. Not so fast. He puts on Lee the Corso head. doing basketball. <laughs> yeah, we, I don't know. We already have one upset. I really like the Charleston upset. So I'm going to play it safe and go with Duke here. It's a fair, yep. it's a fair, safe play. And it, it sucks to see Oral go down. Um, we'll <laughs> Bonk. (laughs) (laughs) We'll move on now. We've got uh, in the east portion of the bracket, number four, Tennessee versus number 13 uh, with the Raging Cajuns. Uh, Here we go. Upset again. Uh, Louisiana was not the favorite to win their respective conference tournament. Uh, It was the Sun Belt is where they came from. I did pick Louisiana to win that tournament. They, They ended up showing up, showing through. I'm going to have them beating Tennessee because Tennessee not only has been sliding lately, but at the end of February, they lost Zakai Ziegler for the rest of the season, one of their best players. So I think that puts them in a bit of a vulnerable spot. Even if the rest of the team is still good enough, they haven't had enough games without him to totally adjust. And uh, so Ragin' Cajuns, I, I said it on the main cast, 12, 13, 14, 15 is all pretty strong this year, Louisiana included. Tennessee Poverty Basketball School. <laughs> Book it. Okay. <laughs> Heartbreak multiple times this year for the University of Tennessee as they are bounced early in the Hanging Banners selection show here. Uh, we're moving our way through the East again, Tyler. Now we've got another blue blood for you to decide whether they get to live or die. Number six in Kentucky playing number 11, Providence. Mm. I can't. Man, this is tough. I'm going to go, you know what, I, I, as a Kentucky uh, student, I'm going to go with Providence because I only bleed red for the Hilltoppers in the state of Kentucky. <laughs> He's wow. getting into it. I'm digging it. Um, Talk about basketball programs that have fallen off. There's nothing going in Western Kentucky since Charles Bassey that's uh, looking a bit of a bummer. Oh, it's it's pretty abysmal. <laughs> At least you keep up with your alma mater, brother. That's 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 what matters. Um, all right. Uh, a Friday matchup, a late night Friday matchup. It's Kansas State and Montana State. And the loser gets to keep the state at their end of their name or the winner rather gets to keep state at the end of their name. Jack, what say you in this three verse 14 matchup? You know, if we did a draft of states, both of these would go pretty low, right? I don't think Kansas or Montana people are exactly clamoring for, but um, I- I'm going to shout out Montana State that I think their ceiling is they could make the Sweet 16. But I think more realistically, Kansas State had a disappointing end of their season against TCU. And I do think that they're actually a good team. Uh, three feels high based on their recent run, but Montana State played way too close in some big sky games down the stretch. So I'll take the Kansas State Wildcats. Impressive. Uh, Tyler, you get a fun matchup, I think. I love when I see two big-time schools go head-to-head. I also love watching Michigan State play in March. Tom Izzo just has a little bit of magic up his sleeve uh, that always makes the Spartans do at least something, whether it's win a game or shock everybody and get multiple upsets in one tournament. Uh, It's number 7 Michigan State going up against number 10 USC. After you're done munching on the popcorn, give us your answer. Oh, it's done. I'm not munching. 
<laughs> Fuck Tom Izzo. We're going USC, baby. No, I mean, again, I can't be mad at defeating the Big Ten strategy. It probably works out in the long run. Um, yeah, it, actually, fun fact about this matchup. Tyler, you know what's so special about this? What? This is the only matchup between two Big Ten schools in the first round. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You to see joining the Big Ten in a couple of years. I can't wait to see them play a snow game at the University of Iowa mid-November. <laughs> They're going to be like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> Even indoors in a basketball game, still thrown off by the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Their knees hurt. They're like, what is all this? Uh, all right. Final game in the round of 64 for the East bracket. Number two, Marquette, uh, a Big East school doing some damage this year, finding their way into the top eight seeds of the tournament versus number 15. I don't know who this is. Vermont. I guess that's, I guess that's Vermont. The the icon on the iPad is so small. I'm like, I don't <laughs> which I'm is messed squint. up. Because we've had some good Vermont teams over the last couple of years. They've uh, run havoc across the America East. And they're still fun this year, but Marquette is really good. Uh, a month ago, seemed like they were pretty good. And they've been on an absolute tear, rightfully getting a two seed. I think technically listed as the top two seed. So Marquette uh, takes out the Catamounts. The Catamounts. That's a great name. <laughs> Tyler, we're flipping this thing back around. First game of the round of 32 in the East portion of the bracket. Uh, Jack says Marquette is good. How good are they? Can they take out number 10 USC? Yes, I actually watched Marquette play and I was very impressed because they were very dominant in the championship game yeah. uh, for, for their conference. So uh, Marquette all the way. That was Sweet. crazy. They smacked, a crap <laughs> they smacked them. It was bad. Holy cow. Marquette famous for blowing leads uh, did not in that final. So that was impressive. So we move up now to figure out who Marquette will play. It's number three, Kansas State. Number 11, Providence. Will we get a, a rematch of, of, of Big 12 regular, or, or sorry, Big East regular season play with Providence and Marquette? Will we see something different, Jack? Uh, we will not. We will see Kansas State move on uh, for their first Sweet 16 appearance in the post Bruce Weber era. Uh, but if it is Marquette, this will be the first time that the two teams played in over two months, even though they're conference rivals. It's been a while since we saw that matchup. But Wildcats moving on again. Moving up in the bracket now, it's number five, Duke, versus number 13, Louisiana. Hmm. Jack, how good is Louisiana? <laughs> He's outsourcing. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're good. They're, they're good. They're definitely not one of the top team. They're more offensive than defensive, but the Sun Belt at least has some real schools. So oh, say no more. Tested. Say no more. Go on, Blue Devils. Duke. I have Duke right on the bubble of they're the last team. Sorry, they're the worst team that I think could win it all. Now, this is exactly where I want it, Jack, to be picking. I'm happy that things worked out here because we are going to have a fight on the podcast. It's number one, Purdue, number eight, Memphis. And I will sit back and let you two duke it out. Don't you dare. <laughs> so Don't you let, dare. Let's just say for the record, I did not tell Ryan Sartori about this game, where I would pick. Again, Memphis FAU, very close. I do think it is clear. Memphis of 
Florida Atlantic and Memphis is much better equipped to beat Purdue. So should the Owls move on, Purdue's going to feel a lot safer. This game, I think, is going to be really close. And I think the winner of this game will be trailing with five minutes left. But I really don't know who it is. And for the sake of podcast integrity, uh, I'll go Purdue here. But uh, this is if you are somebody who doesn't think all four number one seeds are going to make the sweet 16 Purdue's probably the team that you have losing, but I think all four one seats are very good and should make the sweet 16. Tyler sigh of relief. Yeah, I totally understand that though, because Memphis is a really good team and I felt the same exact way. Uh, Florida Atlantic kind of a fraud when you beat up Western Kentucky, like three or four times a year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're a top 25 team in the country. I don't care. I don't care. Um, but yeah, definitely more nervous about Memphis in, in this phase. Well, now you get to tell me if you're nervous about Duke because you're the one to select in this one versus five matchup in Purdue and Duke. Frauds. Coach K ran that team. Coach K's gone. Give me the train. The train is into the Elite Eight. And who will they play, Jack? Will it be number three, Kansas State? Will it be number two, Marquette? Uh, I do first want to say I actually do agree with Tyler. I, I I would be more worried about Memphis than Duke. I feel like I think Purdue gets the job done against a team that they they know is going to be formidable. I, I feel like Memphis is a could fall asleep at the wheel type game. Uh, but I do think then in the Elite Eight that the Boilermakers will be facing the number two seeded Golden Eagles out of Marquette, who again I'm truly shocked because a month or so ago they seemed like the third or fourth best team in the big east and now they seem like one of the five or six best teams in the country so golden eagles sliding through so now we move to the midwest where uh somehow the midwest team isn't the number one seed i always kind of like to see how things shake out and how the geographical placements of all these teams make absolutely no sense it would be kind of fun to see everybody from their specific regions that they are from duke it out and how that would impact seeding and things. But the number one seed in the Midwest is Houston, and they will play Northern Kentucky. Is that what that is? Out of the yeah. Horizon League. Fun. Uh, Tyler, any affiliation to the northern parts of Kentucky? <laughs> No, we don't fuck with them. <laughs> we don't fuck with any direction but west in Kentucky. Uh, is, it, is, is it safe to say that I can make the, the pick for you that number one Houston will move on? Yes, and they're also very dominant. I have seen some Houston basketball this season, so I'm confident in that pick as well. And so uh, now we find out who they play, Jack. You have the tough dis- uh, distinction of trying to figure out who wins in eight versus nine Iowa and Auburn. Yeah, Iowa's been Fade sliding. Them. They they got caught Fade sleeping them. on uh what, what'd you say? Fade, Fade them. Fade Iowa. Dude, they had they did end with two tough losses to Ohio State and Nebraska. But I think Iowa's ceiling is better. And I feel like if everyone's playing their best, I, I'm actually gonna lean Iowa here. I think that in the scope of the pretty mediocre Big Ten, they're not that much worse than a lot of the teams that are listed ahead of them. He's so mad. It's all right. <laughs> All right, uh, we have Drake and Miami in a five versus twelve. Tyler, will we get an upset, or will things be the status quo here? Nope, status quo. Give me the U. You got to do that Drake, thing. Drake Bulldogs. I 
I'm not too confident in them. All right. If there were any school you could pick to piss Tyler Witt off, it would be Indiana. Do they get past number 13, Kent State? I think Indiana is the second best team in the Big Ten. And this was mentioned on the main podcast as well. And I, this is another one I'll probably go back and forth on. I'm going to go with Kent State. I'm going to go with the Golden Flashes here. I, I, you asked for an upset. I think it was Tyler asked for an upset on the, the main show. And that was the one I gave out. So even if it's not what I really believe by the time Thursday rolls around, it's what I believe right now. And we've got to stay consistent. So Golden Flashes. I would. I, I want you to know that Indiana Twitter will be the funniest place if that happens because they think they're all high and mighty because they beat Purdue twice. But if they got bounced in the first round, that would be top top tier content for for your enjoyment. They do have maybe the best player in the country as far as the NCAA goes with Trace Jackson Davis. So yeah. like. Definitely watch this game, if not for upset appeal, for, oh my gosh, that guy's really good at college basketball. But um, yeah, sorry, Indiana. Tyler, a sigh of relief again. Yes. The bad that guys one. are gone. They, they, they can't hurt you anymore. They, <laughs> they can't, can't hurt, hurt you anymore. anymore. <laughs> uh, this is another uh, play-in spot where we had Mississippi State entering at the 11 seed to play number six, Iowa State out of the Big 12. Sir, what do you think happens here? Hmm. We said Mississippi State, correct? We, we did say Mississippi State. What no. did I say? No, no, he was just clarifying. Was all okay. But, uh, just clarifying. Mm-hmm. Um, just the whole rest versus rust debate. I think. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Iowa State. They're gonna be fresher. Mississippi State just not gonna be able to. It's a, gonna be a battle with Pitt. Not gonna be able to sustain. Also. Assuming this is Iowa State versus Mississippi State, candidate for least watchable game. It should be close, but they are two of the slowest tempoed teams in the country and two of the top defenses in the country. Uh, so if you think 50 is a good enough score to win a basketball game, that might do it in this one. So, Jack, you've had a ton to say about Kennesaw State. They go in a tough matchup with Xavier. And this is a three and a 14, but in the regular season, Kennesaw state more wins than Xavier, a better conference record than Xavier. And the only issue is Kennesaw played one top 25 ranked team and lost while Xavier has got a six and five record against highly ranked opponents. So this is a, a, a fun matchup for you. One that I expect you to hem and haul over, over the next couple of days. What do you think happens here? Well, let me start by saying my heart is rooting for Kennesaw State, but we can't always just pick brackets on heart. And I, I, I'm I'm going to go. You know what? No, I'm going with Kennesaw State. We can pick we can pick things on heart because even though and this is kind of a cool fact, uh, according to Ken Palm's luck rating, which determines how lucky a team was throughout the season out of over 300 schools, Kennesaw State was the second luckiest. Sometimes being lucky is better than being good. And based on Xavier's last game, they didn't look too good. So I'm going to go with luck over good here. And we're going to put the owls. Somebody named owls has to move on, whether it's Kennesaw state or Florida Atlantic. So fire me up, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> very wise of you to do that, Jack. Uh, Tyler, you had a, you had a very physical response to him picking Kennesaw and using his heart. Why? Cause that's how I'm picking with my heart. 
<laughs> can't pick with anything else what was the uh, captain planet they all had like different <laughs> elemental powers and then there was like, the heart ring or something <laughs> you're thinking of care bears and the care bear stare <laughs> all right uh moving our way again through the midwest it's number seven texas a&m versus number 10 penn state and tyler i know you want to fade them because they're from the big 10 but penn state had a pretty impressive run in the big 10 conference tournament uh what do you think happens here uh I wish I could say fade them, but uh, I'm going to take Penn State because their coach came from Purdue. They've been hot right now. Um, I think they're going to keep it rolling. They played They played really hard through the tournament, and they did only lose Purdue by what, two, three? So, yeah, it's good to be hot at the right times. I will say Texas A&M profiled as like a high five seed. So them getting a seven is already very disrespectful. Them having to play the big 10 runner up that went on a massive heater in the first round. Also super disrespectful to Texas A&M, but it should be close. This is, this is for them losing to app state during the college football season. Um, (laughs) We move now to another Texas team. It's literally Texas at number two, and they're playing Colgate in a two fifteen matchup. Jack. Yeah. I think this one just has to be Texas, but I'm looking, I'm double checking because I forget what year in school he is. I think he's a senior now. Keegan records has been pretty good for a Colgate team that has been super dominant in the Patriot league for the last few years. So impressive run in his college career, but probably ends against the Longhorns. So Tyler, we flip it back around now. It's uh two verse 10 with Penn state who you just gave them their roses and they play Texas. Who's been very good this year. And so uh, it's, it's, it's now to you who advances here to the sweet 16. Now we fade Penn state. I'm going Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Never far behind is the big state fade or the, the, the big 10 fade. Uh, Kennesaw state's got Iowa state here, Jack in the round of 32 who advances. It's Iowa state. It's uh, I would be thrilled to see one Kennesaw State win. Uh, to see two would be tough. And a good defensive team from a small conference going against a better defensive team from a bigger conference, probably not great. As we move now uh, higher in the bracket, we're reversing things. Tyler, you get to decide who advances in a 5 versus 13 situation. Uh, it's Kent State and the U. <sighs> hmm. That's a fair hmm. I'll tell you that much. That is a very fair. Hmm. We haven't had a Cinderella in our bracket. Mm-mm. So I'm going Kent State. Mm. Did you say there was someone from Miami is hurt, right? One of their one of their good players. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. I keep forgetting his name. It's not the easiest name to remember. It's uh, Norchad Omir. Norchad Omir. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going Kent State because they're going to be riding high after dog in Indiana and then <laughs> they're going to drag nuts all over Miami. Oh my gosh. You know, this has got to feel pretty good. Ryan Sartori, uh, Mac represent. Yeah. I, I sat through many a game where the Kent state uh, zips golden flashes, golden Flash. flashes. Yeah. Akron zips, golden flashes, bunch of, of stuff. There's not many very like, there's not many physical uh, yeah, the Toledo uh, mascots. Yeah. In, the, in the Mac, it's just a lot of like Chihuahuas. sounds and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we go back up top to our number one seed in Houston, who's got Iowa. Another chance for you to fade a Big Ten team for Tyler, if if you want, Jack, or you could choose to to go the opposite route. Do it. Yeah, I'm taking Houston. I'm taking Houston. Faded. 
Now, again, important to note, if we find out that Marcus Sasser is not expected to play on the first weekend, there is probably a little bit more value in going with an Iowa or Auburn uh, just because he's a very important piece of that team. But they probably could win even without him. So uh, Houston is safe here. I do also want to point out uh, the only Big Ten team that has made the Sweet 16 so far in our bracket is Purdue. And honestly, if it wasn't for the... uh, the, the positive vibes going around on the Hanging Banners podcast, I definitely could have picked the other way. So Big Ten, most teams in the bracket, but really hanging on by a thread. Yep. Um, Tyler, it's your choice. Do we get a Cinderella story in the Elite Eight, or does Houston, the juggernaut that they are, do they roll on and take out the Golden Flashes? What say you? Houston takes out the Golden Flashes. They're very physical, um, very dominant basketball team, so... Golden Flash is going to run out of flash. Oh, and now, ooh, ooh, or run out of gold. Either way, they'll be uh-huh. goldless or flashless. Uh, number two, number six, Iowa State and Texas. Who's playing Houston, Jack? Big 12 matchup here between Iowa State and Texas. They played twice during the regular season. Each beat the other by double digits once. Texas won the Big 12 conference title, so I feel like it would make sense to go with them, but something tells me one of these consistent teams is going to collapse, and Iowa State feels like a good but not great team that can sneak through, so I'm going to go with the Cyclones in an upset here. Ooh. Right? It's got to be somebody. It's got to be somebody, and Iowa State feels like an okay somebody. I thought they would do way better in their conference tournament than they did, so maybe that is a little bit of inspiration. This is our lowest seed now in the Elite Eight is number six, Iowa State. We'll get back to them in just a minute. We have to work our way now through the West, where the number one seed, Tyler, is Kansas, and they will play Howard? Yes. That's a question mark, yeah. Kansas versus Howard. And the Jayhawks. All right, now mute your mic again. I just want you to like say one word and turn it off. (laughs) I joke, of course. Um, Jack, let's see that hat. Let's see how big your allegiance to the University of Illinois is. It's number eight, Arkansas, number nine, Illinois. It's number nine, Illinois. It's number nine, Illinois. They can win one game. They haven't been amazing, but they've been fine. And Coleman Hawkins has turned into a very good player for Illinois. They've got guys who have been there. Matthew Mayer from Baylor has been there. They've got some tournament experience on the roster. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm giving Illinois one. I can't trust Illinois because it looks like they have a full-grown leprechaun on their team. Happy wouldn't Saint a full, wouldn't a full-grown leprechaun just be a very short individual? <laughs> Tyler, uh, VCU is a 12 seed this year. St. Mary's is a five seed. This is uh, it seems like it could be a fun matchup in 12 versus five. Yeah, um, I don't really know what to go with, but um, I went to Catholic high school, so St. Mary's is going to win. Hail Mary, full yep. of grace. That is another very defensive matchup that we're looking at. Jack, this is one of our, uh, our smaller schools that we find every couple of years. Sometimes they go on a little bit of a streak. It's Iona at 13 and they are playing UConn has been very good out of the big East. Yeah. It helps that legendary basketball coach Rick Pitino is still fronting this Iona Gales team. But uh, I think Iona is a very fun pick. If you're like, you know what? I want to take a team to uh, make a sweet 16 or elite eight run that probably, 
wouldn't be expected to get there. Iona is a cool one, but I, I think UConn is actually one of the best teams in the country. I think the four seed is misrepresentative of how good they can be. So I'm taking the Huskies here. Sweet. Tyler, your, your turn again is we've got TCU uh, trying not to get blown out in an NCAA championship game. Um, and they are playing Nevada here. Who's, who's taking this game? I'm going to go TCU revenge for the college national championship for football. Fair enough. Gonzaga has Gulf Coast University. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Hmm. Grand yeah. Canyon. No coasts there. Not in Arizona. Who's <laughs> taking this game? Uh, Gonzaga. They are very good. They aren't the best that they've ever been, as indicated by their three seed. And Grand Canyon had a nice season. This is actually, I'm more confident about Gonzaga winning this game than I am about pretty much every 215 matchup. Tyler, it's time to perk up again because you have a chance to fade another Big Ten team. It's Northwestern at seven, Boise at 10. I want to set the stage for you. A couple, couple weeks ago. Mm hmm. Purdue plays Northwestern at Northwestern. <clears throat> Just some some run-of-the-mill team. Mm-hmm. They come out and they beat them. And they come and say, we finally put something together. Only to be a poverty program for the rest of the season. I'm fading Northwestern to the hardest and harshest degree. Uh, Boise State wins. Mountain West representation. You're lucky yeah. we did it in the order we did it. If I had heard that ridiculous speech, if we had gone south, midwest, west, east, like the bracket reveal, there's no chance Purdue is beating Memphis after what I just had to listen to. Uh, <laughs> Northwestern, that was, by the way, the first time they had, I believe, ever beaten a AP number one ranked team in their school history. And Northwestern's been D1 for a long time. This is a, a matchup where I really wish these two teams didn't play each other because I would rather them each knock out one of the boring eight, nine pairings, but it, it should be very close. I don't hate the pick. I just hate the speech. The last time that I think I have to ask Jack, who the hell is playing? It's number two, UCLA, number 15, UNC Asheville. Oh yeah, that is okay. And you say you like UNC Asheville a lot. I do like UNC Asheville a lot as a team. If we had a March madness that consisted of uh, teams that weren't like huge, massive, schools and programs then i would probably want to go with them but in this case i cannot take them to beat ucla uh so ucla moves on but this was one of the games to watch because drew pember has been one of the standout players in ncaa this year for the unc Asheville bulldogs tyler you say you like representation you'd like to see boise come out of uh the mountain west but they're playing a very tough uh, number two seed in UCLA in our version of the bracket. And so who advances here? Bruins, because it's a bear. Bruins are bears. Yep, Bruins, Bruins are, are bears. Are bears. <laughs> number three, Gonzaga. Number six, TCU, Jack. Uh, I'm going with Gonzaga again here. This uh, is probably going to be one of my most confident and consistent second round picks. I think TCU is fine. I think that a six seed is at best for them. I don't know that their quality can get that much higher than there, um, but I, I do like Gonzaga quite a bit. So now I'll take Bulldogs this time. Good, good. We like, uh, 
Well, it's it's sad that we're not getting horny with the horned frogs, but we'll take a bulldog here. I, did, I forgot bulldog. who it was. Somebody on the selection show was trying to think of TCU's mascot. I don't remember. Was it Clark Kellogg? I, and they called him the Frog Horns, and I thought that was a lot of fun. <laughs> the Frog <laughs> Horn Leg Horns. I, I love it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> number four, Yukon. Number five, St. Mary's. Does the power of Christ compel St. Mary into the Sweet 16? It does not. Go Huskies. <laughs> also, St. Mary's. Uh, put them in the category of Xavier of got absolutely beat down in their conference championship. They, they were like six-point dogs or something to Gonzaga. Lost by like 25. Golly. Oh, wait, no, they lost. You know what? I remember they lost by 26 because I had placed a pretty big uh, bet, a live bet on St. Mary's plus 25 and a half against a team that they had already beat, and they lost by 26. Oh, I do remember that one now. <laughs> That's Yikes. tough. Dude. Yeah. Uh, Jack, you get a chance to fade a Big Ten team. Will you do it with number one, Kansas, number nine, Illinois, as Tyler sits up in his chair? Sometimes we're tempted to pick with our hearts, but I know that it's not great to pick with your heart, which is why even though Bill Self made the incorrect decision many years ago to coach at Kansas instead of Illinois, I will give him his dues here and move the Jayhawks on to the Sweet 16. So my heart will be with the Illini. (laughs) In the West, we have our one, two, three, and four seeds all making it into the Sweet 16. So Tyler, who advances in the UConn-Kansas matchup? Oh, um, take a peek here. Um, Some basketball programs here. Yeah, these are. Kansas I mean, this is tough. Yeah. I feel like I could, I could coin flip this and be okay. Um, how about we coin flip it? No, no, I don't want to coin flip it. Get I want to. I want to. <laughs> I'm going to take UConn. <laughs> I'm going to take UConn. Let's do it. Let's go. Oh no, I love that one. I love that pick. I um, my preliminary bracket filling out has had a lot of UConn making at least the elite eight. Well, you are excited that Tyler made that pick for you. Let's see if you can make Tyler excited for a pick for him. Gonzaga uh, is number uh, three. UCLA uh, is number two. Pick the Zags. I know you want to pick the Zags. Yeah, I'm taking Gonzaga. Wow. Look Although, at how selfless. This is a uh, this is a rematch of the. Oh, I watched this game. It was the was it the final four? Yeah, 20, oh, uh, 2020. 20. Yes, because Yeah, I went to that game. That was awesome. Yeah, no, that was one of the best college basketball games in the last few years, and a lot of players in this game were on those teams too. UCLA and Gonzaga both holding on to quite a few of their uh, veteran players. So that if this matchup happens, should be a very exciting one. We are into the Elite Eight, trying to figure out the winner from each portion of the bracket now. We go back up to the South, where we've got number one, Alabama, number three, Baylor, and the selection goes to Mr. Witt. Oh, man. (laughs) Where does your allegiance lie, sir? Hmm. I like bears. But Alabama's got guns to kill the bears. Jesus. Am I wrong? I mean, in one sense of the word, I would say, yes, you are wrong for that. (laughs) And in another sense, no, you are not. (laughs) Um, wow. I really don't know. Can I pass this to Jack and we flip? 
Yeah, you, you want my next one? Yeah, do a trade. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not educated enough to make this decision for us in our bracket. I'm I'm gonna go with Alabama. I'm gonna go with Alabama here. Um, they are they are actually very good. They they aren't the most convincing number one overall ever, but um, we've laid out actually a pretty nice path for them. I think at no point did we have them facing the team that would give them the most problems. So final four. I'm rather upset that you traded this next pick just to get Alabama in who may well, have already gotten in regardless. So now I don't know who the next pick, I forgot what matchup is coming up next. So Tyler can have whatever it is. We move down to the East where number two Marquette plays number one, Purdue. Oh, this was easy. Tyler, you texted me that you thought Marquette would be Purdue, right? Let me see if I can find that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Being a realist that I am, um, Purdue has had a lot of issues this season. Um, Marquette's really impressive. I I got nothing. I'm going to go with Marquette. I'm going to be different. Wow. Just when you thought you knew a guy. That's crazy. I love the Boilers. If we didn't make that trade, I would have picked Purdue. Are you serious? I am. I, I, I have I have Purdue in whatever bracket that I had drafted up. Well, God damn it. <laughs> I can't go back now. Uh, no, it's okay. I like uh, I like Marquette. I'm sticking by it. Jack did a pick swap for his first pick, uh, which means Tyler, you're still stuck with your second pick. You do two in a row now. Mm-hmm. Houston plays number six Iowa State. Again, this is the lowest ranked team that made our Elite Eight in, in number six Iowa State. Does the Cinderella story, so to speak, continue or does it end here for the Cyclones? It ends here. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Fair oh, enough. Samson, great coach. We have to figure out who is entering the final four from the West. We've got a three and four seed here in Yukon and Gonzaga, respectively. Jack Coachman. All right. If you're trying to win your bracket pool, if you're trying to rack up the most points, Gonzaga makes a lot more sense to pick because their path to get here is a little bit more straightforward. They've got a better chance of getting to this point. But if these two teams meet up, I'm still riding high on UConn. And I think as good as we've talked about Marquette, I'm still not totally convinced that Marquette is the best team in the Big East. I think it's either them or UConn. And I think both of them will have a chance to prove themselves in the final four, according to our bracket. So to the final four, we go. We've got number one, Alabama, we've got number two, Marquette. Tyler, this is your pick on the left side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Shoot your shot. <sighs> um. Well, because you said shoot your shot, I'm going to go with Alabama because they had a guy do that. Oh, my gosh. And he's Such still playing sensitive, in sensitive topic. the tournament. <laughs> okay. Uh, Houston is number one, Jack, and UConn is number four. They are both in our final four. And who advances, sir? I think Adama Sanogo is one of the most fun bigs to watch in the country, and I don't know that he's going to get the national recognition maybe that he deserves in the form of hardware, but I think he's going to show up in a big way. And so I am still rolling with the Huskies. Wow. In the finals. And Down goes the record, Houston. I do want to show this was the this was right after the bracket was made. I don't know. Is this going to appear? Do I have to turn my brightness down? I'll just tell you my final four. The night the bracket was made was Alabama, Houston, Yukon, 
and Purdue. That is wow. what I did right after the selection. So we, as a collective, are not too far off with my initial gut instincts. Which and, and you're the you're the bracket expert. Not some expert. people put you up there with Ken Palm. Uh, Ken Palm doesn't do much bracketing. If they went by Ken Palm rankings, this bracket would look totally differently. I, I no, I'm I'm a, just a bracket aficionado. Tyler, do you know if I start doing the impression from the guy on TikTok, where I'm like Jack Coachman, he's the Ken Palm of the Hanging Banners podcast. Or no, no. all right, all right, I'm gonna <laughs> right here. That. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go. I'm going to uh, You guys figure it out. <laughs> we're, talking about now. we're so close to being done. <laughs> we have one more. Sometimes they stick. Sometimes they don't. We move on to our championship game. Everything we've done over the past 52 minutes has led up to this moment. I don't know how to have you two duke it out to Tyler, decide who will win. But Tyler, Jack said time. you can pick. It's your turn. I, I went last. It's Bama and UConn. Tyler. Who is the 2023 national champion in college basketball? Give me that Husky. Whoa. All right. UConn. UConn wins the national championship in the Hanging Banner selection show, taking out Alabama. Jack, in what final score? Oh, uh, let's say UConn wins it. 75 to 68. Woo. Also, I again would like to point out that if you're trying to play it safe in a bracket pool, this would be a very bold play because UConn also very realistically could get knocked out in the first round. But I do believe they are a good enough team that they can win it all. Um, but just know that this is what if you take Alabama, you're surviving one game. If you take UConn, you're hopefully surviving one game. And uh, looking at the odds, you could get UConn on at least one sports book to win the national championship at 18 to 1. They are ninth in the odds. Hmm. Well, there you have it. That is our bracket as a show here on Hanging Banners. Again, it's UConn taking out Bama, and what Jack says will be a final score of 75 to 68. We will keep updated with this because this will be fun to see who was right, who was wrong, who faded too many Big Ten teams, who made <laughs> there's who no made such thing. there's no such thing, who made too many uh, gun jokes about Alabama. Um, uh, I mean, it is true. You can't you can't deny it. One was probably too many. Uh, you made eight, I think. Um, <laughs> all right. Every, I think every Bama selection came with a gun reference, which um, on mm-hmm. brand bears, guns, and you can say I really killed this episode. All right, we're. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that I just I I need that all right clip. Just the 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 Ryan Sartori reaction when he just goes, "All right, <laughs> I need that moment." All right, well that is that's the show. Uh, thanks for hanging on a special edition of the Hanging Banners podcast. Good luck on all of your brackets. If you need help, do not reach out to Tyler, but you can reach out to Jack Coachman. He will answer any and all questions about brackets. Yes, I will. Tyler will answer any and all questions about bears, guns, and any no allegations guns. brought against this podcast. <laughs> so with that, 
Uh, happy March Madness, and we'll see you for episode 26 of the Hang and Banners podcast. Peace. Okay, great. Thanks a lot for that look into sports, Brian. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll have one final look at weather. Stay tuned.